hold dear to our lives. And uh, in fact, God watches over His Word to perform it. I was, uh, I've been talking about and I've been ministering on prayer. And I've just titled this message kind of prayer time. And uh, prayer is, uh, you know, prayer is, is communication. Prayer is fellowship. And uh, prayer is fellowshipping with the Father. And we, we've been talking about basically probably individual prayer. And we'll get into corporate prayer and such as that. But everybody needs a personal prayer time and prayer life with God. Every single one of us. We need that time with the Father. And, uh, and you know, I've, I've, I've thought so much about prayer and, and, uh, how sometimes I think people are, are, according to Hosea 4, 6, he said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I plead people are destroyed because they don't have a knowledge of prayer or how to pray. And then they just assume we can throw everything in a bag, shake it up and throw it and everything's going to come out fine. Another misconception that many people has is this, God's in control of everything, and that's not true at all. If you read the Bible, you'll find out He's not, because we'll look at it like, well, God's in control, and if, if He wants everything to work out, it will. That is not true. I'm telling you, God is God, and He's a good God, but He's also taught us in the Word of God that there's a devil that's the God of this world given to Him by Adam and Eve in the garden way back then, and He teaches us throughout the Scriptures. Jesus taught us. Paul taught us. He taught us how to deal with the prince and powers of darkness that's on the planet. And so if we don't learn that, we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. Like uh, It just means we're ignorant of our our true status in which we uh, uh, God has for our lives. And and uh, I've been saying three scriptures, and I'm going to say them again. First of all, I want to tell you what John Wesley said. It seems God is limited by our prayer life, that He can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks Him. That He can do nothing for humanity unless somebody asks Him. You'll find out throughout the Word of God. We talked about asking, you shall receive. You have not because you ask not. And uh, Luke 18.1, Jesus said this, Men ought always to pray and not to lose heart or quit or give up. Men ought to always pray without giving up. Listen, there's a lot of people have done giving up. Do you know that? A lot of people have done giving up. I've seen people give up through, throughout my duration of being a pastor, and I promise you this, I have been tempted to give up a few times. Anybody ever been tempted to give up, but you're still there? Still in there? And I've been tempted to give up a few times, and, and but I tell you what, there's just something working in me. I said there's something working in me, amen? And then in, in Luke uh, uh, 11, uh, 1, uh, the disciples came to Jesus and said, teach us to pray. It was very important. They said, we want to know how to pray. And, and uh, I've been asking God that recently for myself. I've just been saying, God, teach me to pray. If they wanted to know how to pray, listen, I, I know how to pray, but I think I can learn more about prayer. I can be more effective in prayer. So I've been asking Jesus. Uh, when I started reading that, I just said, God, I want you to teach me to pray. Teach me to pray, because I remember uh, when I was a young Christian, I didn't know how to pray, and I struggled to pray. In fact, I wouldn't pray in front of nobody, and God forbid that anybody would ask me to pray, and that would freak me out. I mean, I wouldn't pray in front of my wife. I wouldn't pray. and I mean, I just wouldn't pray in front of nobody, because I didn't think I was adequate. I didn't think I was uh, could talk well enough or pray well enough, and I struggled in that for a while before Linda ever heard me pray anything. I was literally struggling in the area of praying until, you know, I found out. The Holy Ghost told me one time, He said, talk to Him like you would your dad. Talk to Him like you would your dad. Just communicate with Him, fellowship with Him, and just tell Him your needs. Tell Him what you ask. He says, you got to ask. Sometimes we, we just say, well, you know, God knows. I've heard so many people say, well, God knows. 
Is that real? I mean, well, he does know. In fact, he said, I, I know before you ask. I know what you have need of before you ask. I was thinking about one time, and how many remembers the, the phones that you used to have a, a operator on? Kind of some of us a little bit, uh, you know, uh, some kids, a, a, a what? You know, a dial phone, and you, you'd call, and, and you used to call the zero and get the operator and said, I would like to place a long-distance call. And they'll say, well, what's the number? Well, I, I kind of thought about that. For some reason or another, I thought about it today. And I thought about it because I used to dial it. My mother was an operator. She worked at this, uh, there was a telephone company right here in Grosbeck. Y'all remember that? And it was a, and they, she was an operator. And you'd call it up. And, and I thought it, the way some of us are in prayer, not nobody here understand. We're talking about somebody, me, you know, or something like that. And, uh, sometimes we, we just, uh, it'd been kind of like me calling the operator and wanting to get a hold of somebody. And they said, well, what's the number? I said, well, you know. Well, you know. Well, they say, how am I going to know? I don't know. You all just know. And God does know. But there's something about asking that he requires. I said, there's something about asking that he requires. Asking is a requirement from God for you to get the petitions that you ask for. Huh? And so I want to talk and go back to the scripture in First uh, John five fourteen and 15, and I'm going to read these, and then I'm going to go, and we're going to talk about six steps to answered prayer. And I will not get through them, all of them tonight. In verse 14, Father, we thank you for your word, that your word is living and powerful and quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. God, we thank you that your word is res- resonating in us, and God is, is causing light to come. You said the entrance of thy word gives light. So God, I ask for this word tonight to bring light into our lives. God, to cause us to be more effective in our prayer life. God, to see more results. God, because you want us to have results when we pray. God, you never intended for us to pray without results. So God, I pray that as we minister tonight and as I minister tonight, God, that we'll hear and receive and God, have an understanding of what the Word says about prayer. We love you and thank you and praise you for it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and everybody shout amen. amen. Verse 14 in the Amplified Bible, uh, Maureen, I'm going to read this in Amplified. It says, verse 14, chapter 5, 1 John. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in God. That's what him, that who Him is. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to His will, in agreement with His own plan, He listens to and hears us. And if, since we positively know that He listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possessions the request made of Him. Now, he said, listen, we can ask and then we can make a request and we can be sure that we have those requests or as our possessions if we ask according to his plan or his will. How many knows, we we know here because I just talked about it uh, Sunday morning, the word of God is the will of God. 
I said, the word of God is the will of God. You have God's will in your hand in 66 books of the Bible. When you get that, I talked about this Sunday morning and I talked about people having an inheritance and, and uh, there, there's been a will made out and, and that will's made out and, and uh, I found this out and, and uh, I know we've had to go do some stuff before. But here's the thing. If somebody told you a wealthy, maybe you have a wealthy uncle or, or whatever, and they told you, they said, you know, uh, uh, they passed away, and we have a will, and you're in the will. And we're going to read that will, and we're going to reveal to you what that will is in, uh, in uh, Friday. How many would believe you might be at the reading of that will because you're in it? Because there's something in it for you. Well, there's something in this will for you. But you can never, listen, you can never enjoy it or even lay claims to it until you know what it is. If you don't know what it is, you will never enjoy the blessings of it. You can say all day long, well, God knows, God knows, God's in control and all this and nothing's ever going to change in your life. It's until you start finding out what it says and then start asking according to it. Y'all right tonight? And so we found out what the will, we find out what the will of God is through reading the Word of God. Now I want to talk about six steps to answered prayer. And if you will faithfully follow these steps in prayer, you will be sure to get an answer. Number one. Number one, decide what you want from God. You just can't throw it out. He knows. Decide what you want from God. In Mark chapter 7, Mark chapter 7, I'll be going to scriptures on all this, so I'm going to have to, takes me a, since I'm on this iPad, it takes me a little bit to get to them. Decide what you want. In verse 24 of Mark 7, verse 24 says, From there Jesus arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and wanted no one, and wanted no one to know it, but he could, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Seraphonician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. As I was reading, I, I realized something about this woman. She came with a definite request. She came with a definite request. Why? She wanted her daughter to be delivered from a demon spirit. So she came with a definite request. And the thing about each and every one of us, all of us have definite requests. I don't know about you, but I got some definites that I need met. But if I'm going to get them met, I need to bring them before God and talk to Him about those. Huh? And so she went, and, 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 and of course, she was a Seraphonician. She didn't have a right to the covenant, so uh, she basically, she didn't have a right to what Jesus was doing while He was on the planet right then. She wasn't a covenant person. 
And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. And when he, and, and then he said to her, For this saying, go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. When she had come into the house, found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. Now, I want, I'm not, I, I preach a lot of stuff on that story, but I'm not. I just wanted you to see that this woman came with a definite request for Jesus. Did she get her answer? She got her answer, of course, if you read it, it's because she wouldn't let anything bring offense into her life. She stayed with it, and she would... You know, I put it like this, and sometimes people may take this the wrong way, and I don't want you to take it the wrong way. She didn't take no for an answer. She didn't take no for an answer. You said, well, Pastor, do you know God? Sometimes He says no, and sometimes He says yes. Well, not God never says no to His promise. Never. All the promises God in Him are yes and in Him, amen. And so He never says no to His promise, right? The Bible says you have not because you ask not, and sometimes we ask amiss. Sometimes we ask for selfish purposes, basically what it says if you read that in James. And so she had a definite request. Now I want you to go to Mark chapter 10. You need to have a definite, you need to be definite with your request. Chapter 10, verse 46. I like what, uh, most of you probably have no idea what brother, who brother Hagen is. And, uh, so I'm just going to read what I read. He, he said, he said it would be better. Cause listen, we think sometimes our, our, our long prayers is what moves the hand of God. Jesus himself said, Many think that he actually said the heathen think they're they're uh, they're heard for their much sayings. But Brother Hagen said it like this. He said talk, talk, uh, a prayer. He said it would be better to pray for two or three minutes and know what you're praying about than to pray aimlessly for two or three hours. Isn't that the truth? Some so many people are frustrated in prayer because they never go in with any definite requests or petitions. You need to know what you're good. Sometimes you might already write them down. So, oh, here's what I mean. I know Linda writes things down when we come to pray on prayer on Wednesday nights. She writes them down. So we'll meet, pray the certain ones that we're writing down because we make a specific request, definite request. But listen to this story. Verse 46. Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he arose and came to Jesus. So Jesus, uh, so Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do? Now listen, Jesus is looking for a a, a specific request. Am I right? He says, what do you want me to do? Well, he could have said, well, Jesus, you, you, you see me. You know what I'm wanting. Listen, you got to understand something. He came to Jesus for something and Jesus asking, what are you coming to me for? You say, well, he's Jesus. He knows everything. Listen, he says you have not because you ask not. And here, here's the deal about this. 
He could have said anything. He could have said, I want a bony sandwich. I want somebody to me to lead me down the road and get me to uh, so-and-so's house. You know, sometimes if we're not careful, we throw things out and then we say all of a sudden, we say, well, but, but God, if not, let me, let me say something. Don't make anybody mad tonight. So many times if we're not careful, we pray and we'll throw this in there. If it be your will. If it be your will. Did you notice Bartimaeus didn't say, if it be your will, you can heal me? He didn't say that. He came for a specific reason, and it was to get his eyes open. And when Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? Notice what he said. He said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. He didn't have to think around and say, well, I don't know exactly. Listen, listen, when we go to prayer, now listen, don't get me wrong. I When I pray, I, the Lord brings things up for me to pray about. I'll pray for people that I haven't even thought about. I'll call their names out and I'll pray for them. I'll pray for situations in people's life. I'll do all things such as that. But there's certain things I'm going to pray about that I'm specific about, and that's what I'm, I'm going, going in with those petitions to God. You say, why? Because we need to be definite what we're talking about. Huh? You know, when we pray over finances situations over me and my wife, we pray for specifics. We pray for specific, we put specific numbers on it. Anybody ever looked at, looked at things and said, I got a specific need financially, and I need this amount of money. Well, you don't need to say, well, I need $10,000, but I'm just going to ask for a hundred because, oh, well, you know, I don't want to bug God. You know, maybe he can do this. And listen, you need to, when you go and you know that God knows what you have need of before you ask, but at the same time, you have to ask to get the need met. So just like blind board mates, know what I said. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Here's somebody that went with a definite need. Did he get it met? He did. Why? Because God, Jesus, is a need meter. He's a need meter. Number two. Number two. The number two thing that we need to do in prayer is read scriptures that promise the answer you need and meditate on them. Read scriptures that promise the answer. Remember what he said, if you ask anything according to my will, he hears you. You need to meditate on them. In other words, you need to get the word in you. Uh, uh, Maureen, punch uh, uh, Joshua 1a. I'll, I'll let you turn there. I'm not going to go to these. Joshua 1a. And uh, let's, let's read this. He told Joshua, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. God wants you to have good success in your life, and when you meditate upon the Word of God, and you get the Word of God on the inside of you, it becomes. did you know the Word becomes a part of you? It becomes a part of you. And once it becomes a part of you, you begin to know how to pray and how to direct your prayers and how to approach God. And there's so many, you know, I'm, of course, I can't get onto them all, uh, everything in, in one service, but there's a lot of, a lot of things about prayer we need to know. You probably do know. We just need to stir up our remembrance to them. 
And so we meditate in the Word day and night. You get, you get into the Word of God concerning he- finances, concerning healing, or whatever the situation may be, and you begin to meditate on them so they'll become yours. So in any given time, any situation in your life, those were, that Word is there. That Word is there. I said that Word is there. You know, I was a, you know, I learned a long time ago that if it's in you, it'll come out of you in times of, uh, 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 in pressure, pressure times. And, uh, I, I was thinking, I wasn't really thinking about this, but on my phone the other day, I think Stacy sent me a text and sent me a picture of Sydney. And, uh, huh? Was it today? I thought it was a week ago. And she was nine years, eight, she was eight years old. Nine years ago. Eight years old. Well, in eight, eight years ago, nine years ago, she was eight years old. She says 17 now. And, uh, she was at my house and she said, uh, uh, Poppy, I want to ride, ride a horse. I want to ride Angel, which she had a colt. She had a, uh, a, a colt. And anyway, I said, okay, we'll go saddle her up and we'll ride and we'll go get her and we'll catch you. And, uh, I'm, 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 I want to just use an example here. And, uh, so I got the, I got a halter and I started walking out through the pasture and Sydney was with me. She was right, right beside me. She's a little big girl about like that. And she was walking beside me. We was walking down through, out in the pasture and, and that colt come up to us and, and we, I petted on her a little bit and, and I, I, I don't know why, but I told Sydney, right about the time I told Sydney, I said, Sydney, get on this side of me. And about the time Sydney started walking, that colt p- c- took off and kicked and kicked her, and kicked her in the head. And what it did, it kicked her in the arm first, and her arm looked like it was broke. And then it kicked her right over the eye, and her whole face was covered with blood. Now, I know how to pray. And in the, in the middle of, 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 of I thought, was a, 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 a crisis, and I'm saying this for a reason. I've been putting things in me for times like this. And so when it happened, I picked her up, put my hand on her face, and uh, and I also put my I grabbed I grabbed her arm. I don't really, she probably don't remember this. I grabbed her arm right with. I mean, it, all this it was huge. It just just like that. I grabbed her arm and I said, "In the name of Jesus, there will be no broke bone." This will not be, I pray. And man, I'm fighting freaking out. He better fought fought freaking out in the time of that. And and so I was praying for that, and then I had my hand, because I couldn't see nothing. All I could see was just blood all over her face, and that picture was on my phone today when she was laying in the hospital. And uh, so I laid my hand on it, and, and I, I, I was praying. I was, I was, I mean, I was praying for no injuries. I was praying in the Holy Ghost. I was doing all those things like that, and doing everything that I put in me was coming out of me. And I'm telling you, I'm so glad that I've been putting things in me. And so when I was praying, and then of course we took her to the emergency room, Stacy and them met us there, and Linda met, went there. Well, they went in there and they did, they did the MRIs, they did all the things on her head because it kicked her in the head and such as that. And, uh, the only thing she came out with was seven, seven stitches right in her eyebrow line. You can't even see them on her. Seven stitches right there. But you know, nobody can convince me that our, my reaction didn't change the outcome. 
It changed the outcome. Why? Because we believe in, believe in prayer and the power of prayer. And the word was coming out, and I was speaking the word and declaring. Linda, when she got in there, Stacy, and when they got in there, and I believe because her arm looked horrible, and by the time she got out, it was just down and, and, and pretty normal. So I'm telling you something. He said, Joshua, he said, meditate in the word day and night that you may have success. And listen, we need success. Here's, here's one reason I believe we need to meditate in the word of God so we can have success in our prayer life. So we can have success in our prayer life. Because if he responds to his word, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him according to his will. Then what he's telling Joshua is, listen, you're going to face some situations in your life that you're going to need to know my plan and purpose for your life. You're going to need to know that. And when you know it, what happens is it's not just on a, uh, 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 it's, it's, it's on the inside of you and it starts coming out of your mouth. Proverbs 4.20. Proverbs 4.20. And of course, you can see how beautiful she is right now sitting up here. And then after that, it kind of became a, uh, she was saying, she was wanting to show everybody that picture <laughs> she, of that kick, horse kicking her in the head. Well, that was a testimony. I said that was a testimony. I tried to kill the horse but couldn't do it. You remember it? I tried to beat her down. Didn't do me much good. She was just a baby. She didn't even know what she didn't try to do it. She just did it. I never did get a hit on her anyway because I was too busy carrying Sydney around out there trying to hurt, hurt a horse at the same time. Verse 20, chapter 4. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they, the word, are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your art with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from your deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right ahead, right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. But notice what he said. He said, keep the word of God. Pay attention to the word. Listen, it's so important. I, I, y'all, y'all, if you're part of Word of Life Family Worship Center, you hear me saying this all the time, how important the Word of God is to your life. It's important to every aspect of your life. God, it, God says he, 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 he puts, he, he, he values his word above his name. And so when we look at the Word of God and we say, well, here's what I can do. I can look at the Word. I can keep it before my eyes, going into my ears. Why? So it can come revelation to you so it can be revealed to you that, Prescott, when you're, when you're going into prayer, when you're facing a situation in your life, you're not, you're not going to freak out. And even when you're, you're, you're tempted to freak out, you, you literally grab control, if that makes any sense. You can grab control of yourself. And say, no, 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 I know what God said, and I'm going to stick with what God said. I'm going to stay with what God said. I said, I'm going to stay with what God said. I mean, when Linda was was dealing with that brain tumor, you all know about what, I don't know how many years ago, 2011, nine years. 
Well, actually, it was right after Sydney got kicked that she, pretty shortly after that Linda was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And uh, so here's, here's what I want to encourage you on to get tonight. Find out who God is. Find out what He says about certain things uh, uh, that you deal with in your life. Find the Scriptures. Meditate. You say, what does meditation mean? It means to speak it, to mutter it. Have you ever just repeated something over and over and over and over again? You know why you do that? So you can get it. So you can get it. You have to do it. You probably had to do it with your Social Security number if you know it. You have to do it with your phone number. You have to do it with whatever you're doing. Why? You repeat it over and over and over. Why? Because you're trying to get it inside of you that, bless God, listen, I, 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 this not, it's been several years ago, but I got so tired of having to look at my driver's license every time I, I had to, used to write so many checks. And, uh, I, I used to get so tired of having to look at my driver's license to re, re, get my number. So I sit down one day after I just decided I am going to quit doing that. I'm going to learn my driver's license number. And so I sit down for about five, ten minutes and I repeated it over and over and over and over. And I got up there and I remember it to the, remember it years later. Why? Because I put it in me. I understand Isaiah 53, uh, 5 where it says Jesus took stripes on his back that I would be healed. I'm telling you, we got to learn the word. We got to meditate in it. Keep it before our eyes. Keep it going into our ears. You see it. And, uh, uh, you know, it's good to hear it. You got to hear the word. I said, you got to hear the word. I said, you got to hear the word. Praise God. And then you got to believe the word. Look at John 15, 7 real quick. That one verse. St. John 15, 7. I'm just going to quit tonight. Jesus said this, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Listen, this is important. Jesus talking. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, how does the word abide in you? By the meditation of it. By the pondering, by speaking it. And I've used this, uh, 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 this it's by muttering it. Anybody ever just mutter the word? You read the scripture and then you just stop and you start saying that scripture. You start meditating on that scripture. I always use a, uh, the, the illustration like a cow chewing its cud. The old cows will just sit there and chew and chew and chew and chew. They say they swallow it and burp it back up. It ain't burping, but anyway. And then start chewing it again. Well, you know, when you just start doing that with the word of God and you just start... Just meditating on it, pondering it, muttering it, speaking it. Listen, that's when it gets down on the inside of you. Then when the devil brings something your way, you stand up and it comes out of you. Anyway, Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. Now listen, he said, if you, if you will abide in me, in Jesus, and my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now listen, why? Because you're going to be asking according to what? His will. Right? If it's abiding in you, you're going to be asking according to His will. Now listen, I've learned the hard way how, how not to pray. And then I have learned 
how to pray, and praying right keeps you from getting frustrated and blaming God for everything. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Huh? So, in order... uh, Let me read this. In order to be successful in our prayer life, God's Word must be foremost. As we feed upon His Word, we build it into our inner consciousness. Then in time of need, we're prepared. We can use the appropriate scriptures against the devil when he tries to make us doubt God and rob us of what we want. When we know the Word of God, we know the will of God and can ask with confidence and have full assurance that we have our petitions granted us. Listen. There is a devil, and he knows the Word of God more than most people. In fact, in Luke chapter 4, we know the story when Jesus went up on the Mount of Temptation. He went up on the Mount of Temptation, and the devil, first thing he said, if you're the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. First thing he said. Jesus, in response, said, it is written... Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You say, what's Jesus doing? He's taking the word and defeating the enemy. He's taking Jesus. He, Jesus is the word, but he was quoting the word. Did you know the New Testament wasn't written when Jesus was walking on the earth? So he would quote from the Old Testament. And he knew the Word, he was the Word, but yet at the same time, he would quote the Word of God when circumstances and situations arose. He would use the Word of God to literally win the battle. We have to do the same thing. I said, we have to do the same thing. The devil once took him up on the pinnacle of the temple. He said, listen, all these kings I'm going to give to you because they've been handed to me. Of course, we know Adam gave them over to him. And he said, I want you, if you'll, if you'll throw yourself off of this cliff or this, the temple, whatever he was talking about at that moment, he said, he said, uh, and here's what the devil said. He said, after all, God will give his angels charge over you to keep you lest you dash your foot against stone. Literally, the devil started quoting Psalms 91 to Jesus at that instant. And then what did Jesus tell him? Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Listen, the devil knows what the Bible says and it's to your benefit to know what the Bible says. Because if Jesus used it as a weapon, you can use it as a weapon. It is a weapon for your life and it's tremendously powerful in your prayer time. When you're praying, you got a scripture basis on what you're praying for. I'm telling he says you're going to get it. And then you, you stay your ground. You stick with it. Don't give up. Don't give in. Just hang on to what you know. Prayer time is a valuable time. Prayer time is something we all need. And listen to me. When you're praying for something, don't just say, Lord, bless me. I've told you that before. I've had people uh, say, well, I'm going to pray. Listen, I've said this before. If somebody comes to you and says, pray for me, they're wanting you to pray for them. If you ask me to pray for you, or you want me to pray for you, you want me to say bless you. Now, if all I got is you bless you, you take what you get. But I'm telling you something. When me and my wife pray, we use the word to pray. 
And we speak the word over you when you ask me to pray. And listen to me, you need to be the same way. There needs to be something coming up on the inside of you that literally causes you to rise up, declare the word of God, believe what God said, and then watch what God can do for you. Amen, amen, amen.